Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Benson. Shout out to our radio affiliates wherever you may be tuning in. Shout out to Los Angeles. Shout out to San Diego this evening. And it doesn't matter where you are because I'm sure you had money on the Monday Night Football game. And that's the power of the National Football League, isn't it? It doesn't matter how bad the game is. It doesn't matter how bad the quarterbacks are. It doesn't matter how bad the play calling is. It doesn't matter how bad the kickers are. There's still money on the game, right? The National Football League has the, the hold and the, the power like nothing else. Like you want to talk about a cult, man. They are, the NFL is a cult. That's what it is. And we're all in, we're, 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 we all drink the Kool-Aid. All right, <laughs> we're, we're, we're Jonestown. We're, we're all in Jonestown drinking the Kool-Aid uh, right now when it comes to the National Football League. Because, I listen, I tell you every week, I've been saying this, I've had this bit, this radio, I've had this little bit on the radio uh, for about, I don't know, 20 years, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I've been on for 18, I've been saying it for 20. You know, the NFL is not really a, you know, NFL kind of sucks, really, when you really break it down. And you look, we'll go over all the games in the NFL this weekend, and we'll see, all right, how many of them were entertaining? How many was like, all right, that was really cool. I don't know. And then compare that to the NBA. And you say, how many games were really cool in the NBA? You know, the NBA during the bubble, man, like, you'd forget about an epic, uh, you'd forget about an epic game that was earlier in the day because there'd be three more later in the night. College basketball is producing crazy stuff on a nightly basis. UFC, why is UFC popular? Yeah, you can have a crazy fight, man, like in the second or third fight of a UFC card, and then three fights later, nobody even remembers. You're like, oh, that's got to be the fight of the year. One of the best fights. That's the fight of the night for sure. And then like two fights later, like, what, that? Oh, no, no, that, that's not as crazy as this, right? Like, honestly, if you break down the actual entertainment uh, factor, and it's so bad that NBC would rather light a Christmas tree, like a big fat spliff, uh, than, than air <laughs> the Steelers and the Ravens. All right, so Pittsburgh and Baltimore are playing at 3.40 Eastern time. It's 12.40 for those of you on the West Coast. And I really do want to take Baltimore, but do they really have 22 players out or now 20? And does it matter? You know, how many, you know, how many of them are actually key, key players? And what about Pittsburgh? How prepared are Pittsburgh going to be? Listen, it's going to take us about an hour to get you caught up to date with the NFL schedule. As it is right now, we'll do a line check, reshuffle the deck, level three. This is full trade, late night anger management class. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Oh, yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy out. The bug boy. Yeah. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. <laughs> really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moretzi. We're at the level three as uh, we kick it old school. 180-minute uh, full-court press. Uh, fastest 120 minutes in sports. 
will no doubt still be the quickest 180 minutes uh, in sports. So uh, you want uh, you want Marenzi, you're getting a six hours a day, all right, against – I was thinking about that. Think about that, guys. So six hours a day, six, six hours a day um, is 25% of the day. So basically, I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, I pretty much live like 25% of my life like on the air. Because, you know, often over the years, we've often like always done multiple shows and like people ask me, What's, what time are you on? And like, I think they think I'm, well, I'm on at this time and then I'm on at that time, but then this day I'm on that time. And then this time, what city is you on? Well, we're on in this city and that city and this different network, uh, but we're on a lot of places right now. All right. So shout out to everybody here tuning in to us. I am Gabe Morancy. We're throwing it down Sports Rage uh, late night. We're talking NFL right now, or at least NFL's sort of entertainment factor. And, you know, and there is something about the NFL. I was saying, you know, that they, it has a hold on us. And it does. It has a hold on me. Listen, I've been bitching about this. I've been saying this same crap for, like, you know, 15 years, guys. And, and we still watch all the time, right? We still watch. But it gets to the point, like, at what point, like, is it so bad? Like, Big Man on Campus brought it up last night when he said, you know, I used to be glued to the NFL Sunday, like, all day. Said, now I'll watch it, but I'm flicking around. You know, I'm flicking around. And like I said, like, it's different. Like, we, and I'm not going to lie, I love NFL Sundays, right? You know, but... Do I love NFL football on Sundays or do I love the the adrenaline and the the rush of the gambling on Sundays? Because I got to tell you, I love NBA Sundays too. And I love that even, you know what I mean, as much. It's like I get the same rush. Like I'm one of these public marks type guys. I love the NBA. So even a regular season game, ooh, Sunday, ooh, the Lakers and the Clippers or, you know, you know the, the 76ers are playing the Celtics. I watch them all, you know, and, you know, I bet on them and it adds to the excitement. But from a fan standpoint, though, I actually care more about about a basketball game or about a hockey game. You know what I mean? Or like about almost every game and event. Like I, like I said, like how many times do you say, like, is it about the matchup? Is it about the matchup? When we talk about the NFL, do we ever talk about, oh, it's going to be so interesting, man. You you got Jalen Ramsey going up against DK Metcalf? No. It's basically, well, what's the point spread? What's the prop? Right? And it's sort of like a job. The NFL is not a fun league. It's a job. Because anytime you talk about it, you're not talking about it from a fan perspective. You know, And I almost like to. I almost like to, like, about the bills and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't cry if the bills don't cover. Like, I'm happy the bills win. I still have that joy. Uh, for the for the Buffalo Bills, um, so I'm still an NFL fan. But we talked about this. We all, most of us, will agree on this that the NFL, oh, this game sucks. This player sucks. They, you know, the primetime games suck. But we always go back for more. And I've said it before. Roger Goodell can punch you in the face. All right, Roger Goodell can sleep with your wife. You'll still watch the NFL. All right, so like, think about this. Um, this isn't for the trolls uh, amongst us because you're clearly not married. Uh, but for you know. People that have girlfriends and wives, if if you found out that you're, and let's say you broke up with her, all right, you'd break up with her. Let's say you found out, man, I can't believe it. Of all people, my girlfriend or my wife, yeah, she, she was having an affair with Roger Goodell. 
who, what, the commissioner of the NFL? How? I don't know, man. She met him at a wine bar and they hit it off. And, you know, would you stop watching the NFL app? Would you say I'm never watching an NFL game again because your wife was sleeping with Roger Goodell? <laughs> Think about it. Uh, answer honestly. Answer honestly. You would break up with the wife. You'd break up with the girl. But you still watch the NFL. You still watch the NFL. Right? You know, like, there's the there's that great movie, The Fan, uh, that Scotty Farrell is in, actually. Scotty Farrell is the talk show host that Buddy always calls. It's great. <laughs> it's super cool. I asked Scotty about that. Uh, I, I asked Scotty about that. He goes, oh, yeah, it was great. I just taped it a couple of times, banged it off. It was cool. It's a, great, it's a great movie, but basically it's a guy, he's a super fan. He's a super fan of the New York Giants, and he, um, I can't, like, give away the story because the movie's been out for, like, 15 years. Uh, but he's a New York Giants super fan. He loves the Giants, all right? And he, like, sees, like, a Lawrence Taylor-type character. Like, there's an LT guy, like the star linebacker, but the guy does blow and goes to strip clubs and stuff. So this New York Giant fan is Peyton Oswald, the actor. He's really good as the fan, too. Like, you think that guy? It's like, oh, he's perfect for it. So he's in a strip club, and he looks over, and he's like, oh, my God, the New York Giants are here. All right? And, well, we should note, actually, he's not in the strip club. He followed the guy to the strip club. <laughs> he, I don't know. He saw the guy somewhere, and he ended up, like, following him, and they went to it, like... So he followed into the strip club and he sat down staring at the guy. He was all excited. So he wasn't like a stalker. He's just like a fan. That's what's good about the movie. It's kind of realistic. It's something that a lot of fans would do. Oh, look, man, there's like Terrell Owens going into the strip club. You follow me, you know what I mean? You know, maybe you don't you sit down or whatever. So he sits down in the strip club and basically he goes up to the table. He goes He goes up to the table, basically. He wants to buy them a drink and stuff. Big mistake. So he goes up to the table, and basically Buddy's like, uh, Buddy's like, uh, he goes, man, didn't I see you like before type thing? And he's like, right away, he goes, you've been following me. And he goes, you're one of these crazy-ass fans that are following me, man. And he gets up and he, he punches the crap out of the guy. Right? And the guy's like a little dude. He gets, like, beaten to a pulp, okay, by the star player on the Giants. <laughs> he gets beaten to a pulp, all right? So he gets arrested and stuff and suspended. So it's like the irony. It's his, his favorite... Um, it's like the irony. It's like, so his favorite player on his favorite team, he sabotages their season because... He got beat up by the guy, and the guy got suspended and stuff, all right? He got charged and suspended and everything, so that everyone hates him. <laughs> so everyone hates him, and his life sucks. He's in the hospital. He gets beat up and stuff. He's ruined the Giants. Like, everyone hates him. Uh, Michael Rappaport's in the movie, too. It's a good, very good actors. And um, so... It's just, it's just crazy. So after all this, all right, like everyone hates him. He's in the newspapers. People are calling like talk shows about him. Oh, that guy, that you know, he cost the season. Everyone hates him. He ends up going to jail, all right? I won't give away everything. So the fan guy ends up getting all crazy, and he comes up with this crazy plot to screw over the Eagles 
and the and an eagle fan, the eagle fans, right? Basically, he he tells people that he's betrayed by the Giants since they beat him up, right? And he becomes like an eagle fan. And he goes to like, and he he pretends like for real. He's telling people he's an eagle fan now. And like they're arch enemies, right? And they're like, oh man, the guy's an eagle. So he puts on like eagle gear and stuff and he goes to like a Philly bar, but whatever. So he ends up in jail and at the end, Buddy comes to visit him and they're like, dude, man, you got to stop taking this NFL stuff so seriously, man. Like, he's like, what do you mean? They're like, you're in jail because of the Giants, like because of your passion for the Giants. And anyways, Buddy, he goes, but anyways, here's the schedule. He goes, I got the schedule for you like you want it for next year. He looks, he looks up, and he's like, oh, we're so going 12 and 4. He's like, win, 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 win. But he got beat up and went to jail, and he couldn't wait for the next year. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Do you have a gambling problem? No, I enjoy it. It's a hobby. I was just thinking, so I said that I am Renzi, late night anger management class. I was talking about the movie, The Fan. I think it's called Big Fan. I always confuse the other. Listen, the movie, The Fan is good. I actually happened to watch that movie recently, too. And that movie is about a baseball stalker, Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes. Worth your time if you haven't seen it. And in fact, it's kind of a movie that I just sort of assumed that everybody's seen. But I couldn't believe it when I saw it the other night. And I saw it at the end. It said, oh, like 1992 or whatever. I was like, wow. It's old movie, uh, old movie. So I don't know if you guys know that one, but that's uh, that's the fan. And the movie I was just talking about is called Big Fan. And they're totally different. They're totally different. Like one of them is sort of a big budget, sort of, I think it's the same guy. It's like sort of a uh, The Rock or Con Air type movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Wesley Snipes, Robert De Niro. Uh, I think it's Ellen Barkin. Good cast, actually. The cast is good. The story's stupid, but it's good. It's like a sports movie. Most sports movies are kind of dumb. But uh, the uh, the fan was good. But the big fan was more of an um, independent, smaller film, so it was better. You know, it was more hardcore and sort of accurate as far as fans are concerned. Um, so you know, shout out to our boy, Andrew McCannis. Got to get, uh, get our boy McCannis. He's been lighting it up. Great capper. Uh, on, on the show in the late night hours. Nice to see McKinnis up in the late night hours. Shout out to uh, Chris Brady, people tuning in. Jazz uh, kicking it. Uh, Big Will in the house. So yeah, we're recommending a couple of movies here. Uh, both uh, The Big Fan and The Fan. Both sports movies. Both sports movies, both very good. Um, in their own way. You know, like I said, the, the Robin De Niro, Wesley Snipes one, sort of like a Hollywood, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if it's done by the same guy that did The Rock and Con Air, but I bet you it is. <laughs> like, or Michael Bay or whatever. It's like one of those movies. You know, but it's, it's there's a lot of cool sport. If you're into sports, it's cool. 
If you're in a baseball, it's cool. Wesley Snipes is basically like a Barry Bonds type of guy. And Robert De Niro is a psychotic fan uh, who stalks him and kidnaps his kid. <laughs> it's actually pretty creepy. Uh, it's one of those movies where it's like kind of cheesy and stuff. You're like, oh, that's kind of cheesy. And then next thing you know, like people are getting stabbed and they're getting their like skin carved and stuff like that. And kids are getting kidnapped. You're like, man, this movie kind of got dark. And then it gets cheesy again. It's like, it's like, it's not a good movie. Like the reviews weren't great. <laughs> it was sort of all, it freaked people out. It was sort of all over the place. It's like, hey, this is a cool baseball movie. And then it was like Rob De Niro gets all psychotic and stuff, but it's it's pretty good. So I was thinking about uh, myself, and I had an incident actually, sort of like the movie The Big Fan, except I wasn't stalking anybody, but I was um, I was covering the Montreal Expos, all right, and I interviewed the New York Mets that day, all right. So I interviewed the New York Mets, like Bobby Bonilla. Tom Glavin, Bobby Valentine, that that Mike Piazza, that Met team. And that Met team had a ton of personalities on their team, but um, they weren't doing well. And they were all overpaid and stuff like that. Bobby Valentine was about to get fired. He did that, the Skies thing. Um, you know, Mike Piazza was unhappy. Like, there, there was always, the Mets always had turmoil and stuff like that. All right, so, but Bobby Bonilla was cool to me. So I interviewed Bobby Bonilla. And I was in their clubhouse. So Carl Everett, the ba former baseball player, Carl Everett was there. Uh, Carl Everett was on the Mets at the time. Now, if you remember, when Carl Everett was on the Mets at the time, there was accusations or whatever, I don't know, about cigarette burns on his kids or, like, crazy stuff, right? And Carl Everett was pretty much known, like, next Albert Bell as being one of the craziest dudes in the league. So Carl Everett's there, but I don't say anything to him because I know he's crazy. So... Carl Everett's in the room, but I'm talking to Bobby Bonilla, and I sort of make eye contact with Carl Everett, but he doesn't say anything to me. And so later that night, and this is in the days, you know, when I used to party more, I used to go out after the show. So it was good life. I had a good time. It was a fun, fun era, actually, in my career. Great, great times, man. I used to go party with big leaguers and stuff after. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, I didn't... Uh, I didn't go out with the Mets or anything, but I was in the same area of, like, the bar area, all right, in Montreal. And there's this place called Angela's Pizzeria. Great pizza. Some of the best pizza you're ever going to have. At least it was. They changed ownership, I think, and it's not quite as good now. Still good, but not as good. At least I haven't been there in years, but it wasn't as good. Um, but anyways, the whole thing is it's a place where, like, strippers go when the bars close and... Um, you know, you could have a glass of wine, wink, wink, you know what I'm saying? So it was like a place that people would go after hours and eat and drink and stuff like that. And so I go in there, and I'm pretty hammered and stuff. I walk in there, but I know the guys there and stuff, so I go in, and I'm like, hey, guys. And uh, I look over, and the New York Mets are there. All right, so the, the New York Mets are all there. And I see Bobby Benilla. And like I said, I just interviewed the guy earlier in the day. So I look over, and he recognized me. He goes, hey, what's up, man? Uh, no, he didn't say, hey, buddy, come have a seat with me or anything. He looked over, and I see him. And I said, hey, what's up, man? And I think the Mets won now. I was like, good win tonight, man. And Bobby's like, yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks, man. And, uh, I, you know, small talk. You like the pizza? And uh, he said something. Well, I like the lady. He started laughing sort of like there were a bunch of strippers around and stuff. 
He goes, oh, yeah, I like this place. Started laughing and stuff. I'm just standing there talking to Bobby Bonilla, but I didn't sit down with him. I'm like, you know, 10 feet away from the table and stuff. I'm at the cash and they're at a table. So I'm sort of talking you know, loud over to him and stuff. And then out of the blue, man, Carl Everett. <laughs> Carl Everett, like, is at the table. And he looks over and he goes, what are you looking at anyways? I don't think he knew that I spoke to Bobby Bonilla. And I think he just, you know what I mean? I don't know. But he was kind of drunk and stuff. So, man, it went from zero to 60 fast. He gets up type thing, man. Like the table almost flips over. And basically he goes, yo, I'll mess you up, man. He starts like telling me he's going to kill me and stuff. <laughs> and Bobby Bonilla, Bobby Bonilla is a big dude. Bobby Bonilla grabs Carl Everett, not grabbed him, but sort of put his arm out. And he goes, yo, yo, chills, chills. I know he's, he's cool. I know him. I know him. And then Bonilla sort of looks at me like, you better go. <laughs> like he sort of nods his head at me like, you got to go. <laughs> and I go to the cash. I tell the guy, hey, hey listen, uh, I'm going to go inside when my pizza's ready. I'll come back, all right? Give me a couple of beers. I'm like, buddy's like, yeah, good idea, because this guy's about to kill you. So I go out or whatever. I'm like, damn, man, this Carl Everett guy's crazy for real, man. Everything I heard about him is true. The guy's nuts. So lo and behold, guys, like I said, I'm the host of the Expos postgame show, all right? Lo and behold, who gets traded to the Montreal Expos but Carl Everett, <laughs> okay? The day he gets traded, like literally, I get told, yeah, listen, uh, you're going to have Carl Everett on. Like, at, uh, go, go into the clubhouse and interview Carl Everett at like uh, 4.30 today. They're like, uh, he just got here and uh, you're going to be the first guy to introduce him. Like, you're going to be the guy to interview him first here in Montreal. So you go interview Carl Everett. <laughs> I felt like Bart Simpson having to go back to the store that, uh, that you know, he stole something. You better never come back here again, kid. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, I gotta go interview Carl. I was like, dude, this guy like threatened to kill me like four months ago, three. Like it wasn't even that long. I was like, man, I was like, last time I saw Carl Everett, it didn't end very well. All right. So <laughs> I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. So I'm like, all right, I gotta go interview Carl Everett. I go up and I'm I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not like pissing myself because whatever there's people around i'm in the clubhouse and stuff right it was in a dugout actually so i'm there and there's people around there's players around but i gotta go up to the guy right and he's just standing there and he looks mean he's like putting batting gloves on he looks like just like he looks like he's like putting gloves on to punch someone like he's putting gloves on and i'm like oh god i go up uh, hello mr everett i didn't call him carl i'm like mr everett I'm like, hello, Mr. Everett. Uh, I'm Gabe, uh, Gabe, post-game show host. Welcome to Montreal. And he goes, no, 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 call me Carl. He's like, right away. And then get this. He's like the nicest guy. <laughs> he's all like, oh, yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? Nice to meet you, man. Like, he's overly nice. Like, he's like, nice to meet you, man. Like, he shakes, does the shake and the hug type thing. He goes, oh, it's great to be here, man. You know, it's a pleasure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've always liked Montreal. He starts going on about how he's always liked Montreal and he likes going out here. He goes, oh, I like going out in Montreal. And I'm thinking, is he going somewhere with this? Like, yeah, he likes going out and he's going to go, yeah, and aren't you the guy that, like, I wanted to kill? But no, he had no idea. He didn't remember me. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't, uh, he didn't remember me. You know, it was just sort of, yeah, I probably had a few drinks and, you know, to be to think about it, how many people do you think Carl Everett like 
threatened to punch in the face over the years on the road after he went out. <laughs> right? So I avoided, I avoided uh, getting beaten up by Carl Everett thanks to Bobby Bonilla. Um, you guys know uh, my Billy Gunn story has been told many times. I know there's always new people here, but I was physically attacked by Billy Gunn, the wrestler. I should note that I hit him in the face with a full beer. That's why he attacked me, but I nearly got injured pretty badly by Billy Gunn. I was saved by security. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, that was, uh, that, that escalated fast too. Like, it's not like I, guys, like really, you think I said, oh, I'm going to go to a, you think I'm going to go to a wrestling event? Oh, I'm going to go tonight. I'm going to start a fight with Billy Gunn. I've told the story before, but if you don't know, basically, I hit Billy Gunn in the face. When people were throwing beer cups at the ring, it was allowed in those days. Like, you could throw stuff, but not metal objects. But my beer got warm. I was double fisting it. One of my beers was warm. One of them was cold. And I didn't mean to do it, but I was in, like, the second row. And I threw my beer in Billy Gunn's direction, except because it was full, the weight of the beer carried, and it smacked him right in the face. Except he wasn't happy. He wasn't part of the show, man. He wasn't too happy about it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. to a George Kurtz. Always an adventure with Kurtz, huh? Boy, I think Kurtz got mad for real when I said, you used to be a writer? Like, can you, come on, let's go, what's going on here? But uh, Kurtz came through as he always does. Uh, great stuff. Uh, great stuff as always with Paul Bowlby. Um, the level three is just flying by here. It's funny. We just talked briefly about like the, the fans and, um, you know, the NFL, how we'd still watch anyways. <laughs> now that I start to think about it, I'm like, man, I've actually really have gotten into it. Because I said, like, if Roger Goodell punched you in the face, would you still watch? And I'm starting, like, at first, I was like, I don't really have too many incidents like that. But now I'm starting to think I actually do. I've gotten into a lot of people. Like, you know, Carl Everett, Brock Lesnar, Billy Gunn, Soundgarden. I nearly got into a big brawl with Soundgarden. Like, no joke. And the crazy thing is, I like Soundgarden. <laughs> like... I, I had no beef with Soundgarden, but it went from zero to 60 really fast uh, with the guitarist of Soundgarden, with, the, with me and the guy in my band. Um, like, our, our band, we fought with a lot of people. We got into a big fight with that metal band, Anvil. Uh, we got into a fight with Anvil. We've gotten a lot of, like, uh, 
I got into a fight with the metal band, hard rock band Cinderella once. Um, see, I actually, I'm, I'm starting to think I have a lot of these incidents, actually. I have a lot of, have you ever argued with a famous person? Yes, yes, I have. And yes, I filed. Yes, yes. Yes, I have. Check, 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 check. Yeah, level three, it's good. We can get into story time. Uh, but yeah, the Billy Gunn stuff. So as I said, I hit him in the face with a beer. It's a, it's a long, complicated story. I'll skip a lot of it. But long story short, I hit him in the face with a beer. And he got really mad. He got really mad. Like it hit, I hit, I could not have like did it any better. Like I threw this like Trevor Lawrence, man. <laughs> like, like, like I flinged it like a, like a, like sideways, sort of like a pitch. You know, like a quarterback would pitch a ball forward. You know what I mean? And the beer just flew perfectly and hit him right in the face. And it went all over him and stuff. And he wasn't happy, except he came over like where I was. And I didn't think he was going to pull me over the railing, but he did. So like, I'm like right in the front. So I was sort of second row, but I was leaning on the gate type thing, you know, like front row at a wrestling event. It was like a house card on like a Friday night. And he came over and he basically grabbed me and he pulled me over the gate, like onto the mat, like next to the ring. <laughs> All right. So people in the arena thought it was part of the show. Because they're like, and I had long hair then. I'm wearing a leather jacket and stuff. And I get I get pulled over the rail and I fall down. So like he pulls me over, except he didn't catch me. So he pulled me over so strong, I sort of tumbled down onto the ground, right? And he picks, he grabs me and he puts me like in an arm bar behind my back, like sort of like a cop, like his arm. He says something about breaking my arm and stuff like that. I'm going to break your arm. I'm going to break your effing arm or something. It's kind of loud, right? I'm in the arena. And like I said, everyone takes his part of it. Then security like jump on me and stuff. It's like, dude, I just got jumped on by a wrestler. I, he's the one that just jumped on me, not the other way around. So I got pulled over. I got pulled over the rail and um, like, you know, like, so then security's acting like I jumped over the rail or something, but I didn't jump over the rail. So I got a double whammy. I had Billy Gunn on my ass and then I had security on me. <laughs> but it was a good thing the security got there because they told Billy Gunn, we'll handle them, right? So then they took me up the ramp though where the wrestlers walk out. So everyone in the arena really thought I was part of the show then, right? Because it's like, oh, man, they pulled him over the rail. Now they're taking him up like. So people thought it was part of the show, but it wasn't. Trust me. We get into the dressing room area, and uh, Mankind is there, Mick Foley. Uh, Mick Foley's there. but um, So he, he was Mankind in those days. And he wasn't fully dressed yet. So he's just wearing his blue pants. He has a shirt. He's got his sock there and stuff. And I was a big Mankind fan. So I'm like, Mick, Mick, Mick Foley, Mankind, you got to help me. And I'm in the room. And they're like, what are we going to do? And Billy Gunn's like freaking out. He wants to like kill me. And security's like, no, no, we'll handle him and stuff. I didn't say. <laughs> so it turned into a, uh, turned into a uh, big brouhaha. All right. Turned into a big uh, brouhaha with, uh, with Billy Gunn uh, that lasted, actually. I had a feud with Billy Gunn for like a year. I went back and um, I tried to get revenge on Billy Gunn. <laughs> uh, but I can uh, gladly tell you that uh, the feud between uh, Gabriel Morenci and Billy Gunn is settled. Um, it is settled. He wins. 
uh, dude, uh, I don't want to mess with Billy Gunn. The guy's one of the toughest wrestlers ever, right? But that's just my luck. Out of all people that I got into it with, I happen to get into it with uh, Billy Gunn. And, of course, yeah, there's the Brock Lesnar story as well, but uh, we'll get to that another time. All right, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get to that another time. So all this started about the NFL and its crappiness, but at least get this. So the NFL announces a Week 16 triple header on the Saturday after Christmas. So Christmas is on a Friday this year, which is pretty cool. So Christmas is on a Friday this year. On Saturday, the NFL has given a perfect present on a day after Christmas for football fans, says the press release. Oh, wow, what are we getting? Dude, we're getting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions, the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals, and I guess, actually, that's not bad. And Miami at the Raiders. The Miami at the Raider game will actually be for a playoff spot, too. Like, those teams are both going to, well, the Raiders better be better than they were against Atlanta, I'll tell you that. But uh, that should be for a playoff spot. So, you know, I just sort of see the Detroit Lions, and I'm thinking, oh, really? Like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to us? Why don't you put the Michigan Wolverines on TV? Of all teams in the Big Ten that haven't had a game canceled due to COVID, it's got to be Michigan. <laughs> if any game should have been canceled this year, like Harbaugh, if I'm Harbaugh, I would just lie. I would like just say, listen, we've got COVID, man. We got we can't play Ohio State. We'd like to play, but we can't play. <laughs> they might do it. They're gonna get so ripped though, people won't believe them. But I almost do it. I got to be honest, I'm a Michigan fan. Like, I'd almost do it. Like, what do you have to gain to play Ohio State? Like, you can't even say, well, you know what, maybe we can beat them. It's like, no, 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 you're not beating them. And in fact, they don't like you. So they're going to beat you by, like, 60. All right? Like, you, like Ohio, what, what, what the hell is it? What's the point spread going to be for Ohio State and Michigan? I'm a Michigan fan, man, and it pains me to say this. But, like, what's the point spread for that game? Like seriously, what's the what's the point spread for Michigan and Ohio State this year? It'll be the biggest point spread in the history of the series. I'm thinking what, like Ohio State minus? Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, honestly, it should be Ohio State minus 33 and a half. Yet what they will do, I'll say Ohio State minus 28 and a half. Ohio State minus 28 and a half. And you know what? As I scroll down, here it is on FanDuel. They've got it. Ohio State, 27 and a half. And let me tell you, man, this hurts me to say this out loud right now, but you lay that 27 and a half. Have you watched Michigan play football, guys? Have you watched this team play football? And have you watched Ohio State play football? Like, like honestly, like Ohio State will win by 45. They'll win like 56 to 10, 62 to 14. And trust me, it hurts me, but I'm just calling out for what it is. But like I said, if you're mid, look at Florida State did bail on Clemson. If you guys, you know, you know the story last week, basically, Dabo Sweeney got ripped for looking like a jerk. People were like, oh, Dabo, you know, you're a football coach. You don't care about COVID. But basically, Dabo said, they, they don't have COVID. 
He said, they basically just don't want to play us because they're going to get killed and you know, they have nothing to gain and they know they can't win. And he said, but, you know, you're in the conference, man up and play us type of thing. You're Florida State, man up. And I, listen, I'm old enough to remember like, you know, two years ago, three years ago when Clemson, Florida State used to be a game and actually used to be a rivalry. But I do believe that Florida State bailed on that. You know, basically, they had one kid that had a test that ended was negative and stuff. Like, Florida State definitely did. Like, Florida State definitely said, you know what? We're, we're 35-point underdogs in this game. Why? Why are we going to do this? Like, you know, for what? So we can let Clemson, like, rack up, you know, stats on us? So Trevor Lawrence can win the Heisman? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know it sucks, but that's really cowardly, isn't it? That's really a... Uh, that's really a cowardly way out, isn't it? Like, if you're Michigan, hey, we've got COVID. And I was going to say, like, if you're Harbaugh, do you go as far as giving the team COVID deliberately? Is that too evil? Like, you basically expose the team to COVID? <laughs> like, you're like, you're like, listen, I can't fake this. I can't fake this. So, you know what? Ah, you know, they'll be fine. They're young. They'll be fine. <laughs> Or is that is that too far? Is that too far? I gotta tell you though, like I said, it kills me to say this is a Michigan fan. All right. But there's no way in hell Michigan are covering 27 and a half points against Ohio State. There's no way in hell they're covering that. Nice to see that they already have a number posted. Uh college football's whack this year. And one thing I want to say too about uh about college football, if you look at the Big Ten, so speaking of Ohio State. Ohio State, like, can't have any more cancellations, all right? Like, they're running out of racetrack. Ohio State have two games left. They played four games. They've got two games left. They need to play six games minimum to be allowed to play in the Big Ten championship game. So that's another thing, too. Now I know this is getting crazy, but rivalries are rivalries. Is it too much? Like, imagine if Michigan sabotages the game, doesn't play the game, and Ohio State's not eligible to play in the Big Ten tournament championship. Talk about screwing over your rival. <laughs> Talk about screwing over your rival. Or am I just diabolically evil for even, like, thinking these things out loud? But think about it. You need to play six games minimum to be eligible to play for the Big Ten championship game. Ohio State have played four games. They have two games left. There's only two weeks left. <laughs> if Michigan State... Or if Michigan bail on them, they're screwed. They don't get to play in the Big Ten championship game and therefore wouldn't go to the playoffs. They wouldn't get, you know what I mean, at 5-0. and oh? <laughs> oh, Like I said, I know, I know this is getting diabolical here, but I'm, just, I'm not saying, I'm just saying if you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying if you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. But as a Michigan fan, I tell you, we have to man up and go and get our ass kicked. I don't think I've ever bet on Ohio State against Michigan in my life. I've always been that idiot. No, 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 no. They can cover. They're going to win this year. This is the year they're going to win. This year, I'll lay the 27 and a half. Like that anger management class. Like it.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Like I said, you need six games to play in the Big Ten Championship. And if you're Michigan, you've got nothing to gain by playing Ohio State. You're 27 and a half point friends. We should note right now, nobody knows about this. How many people have actually bet this game? I'll tell you what, the number on this day will actually be 33 and a half or something. So now we know. Right now, then we'll do a mental note of this in a couple of weeks. But like I said, it pains me to say this as a Michigan fan, guys, but Michigan are really bad. Like, they're really bad. They're poorly coached. Um, the kids have, like, they haven't quit, but the kids are, like, uh, depressed and, like, beaten and broken down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they're, there's not any spirit, like, oh, we're playing Ohio State. Like, they're going to get murdered. They're going to get murdered. Dude, like, good Michigan teams have been murdered by Ohio State. They're, they're going to get murdered. Listen, there was, this t- there was a time when Michigan dominated them, all right? But then they brought in Jim Tressel. So they brought in Tressel, and then they brought in Urban Meyer, and it's turned around. But Michigan used to dominate Ohio State. It goes both ways. But this it's getting out of hand now. Like, when I say dominate, Michigan weren't 28-point favorites. And they'll, they'll be even more. But I think, oh, listen, you look at the, the college stuff, and we'll get into this tomorrow, actually, with the college football, because the AP poll doesn't matter anymore. It's a guideline, but now it's all about the college football committee. But if you look, guys, dude, Ohio State's 4-0. I think if they were 4-0, they'll still get in. Like, do you think they would put Cincinnati in or Ohio State in? Who's going to get bigger television ratings? Are they going to put BYU in or Ohio State in? Right? Like, if you notice, Ohio State are getting the benefit. Like, dude, Ohio State didn't play a game when they were ranked third. (laughs) Think about that. Ohio State didn't play a game when they were ranked third. And now, like, you know what I mean? It's almost like they can do no wrong as long as they don't lose. Like, yeah, it's not your fault you didn't play these games, you know? All right, thanks to George Kurtz, Paul Bowlby for stepping up and in. Good job by our crew here tonight. Uh, first night up and running. We'll start to get uh, get into a groove. We'll also never allow George Kurtz to ever call in on a uh, private hotline ever again. Catch you on game time decisions. Other than that, you're on your own. 